0: in verse seven. This is what Jesus was saying. He said, if you really knew me, you would know my father too. So God is saying, I'm bringing this out on father's day, by the way, happy father's day. First of all, to our heavenly father and to my husband, my dad, and all the fathers in the room, happy father's day. But God want to bring this message to all the fathers. And I believe it will hit home, even with, you know, the mothers and other ladies in the house, He said, if you really knew me, you would know my father too. So if we're in the father and the father is in us, people should see him and not us. Because when you really come to know the father, you begin to talk different. You begin to act different. You're not the same no more. They don't see you. They see him. They see who you represent. That's just like a father with his son's. You know, he's he's training them up in the way that they should go. You know, he's being that family man. He's acting according to what the Word of God is saying. Those children are being raised up in a way they need to be raised according to the Word of God. So when they go out, and I use natural, like um, Brother Terry there, if he's teaching Isaiah the right way to go, when Isaiah go out, he's going to represent Terry, they're going to know you must be a part of Terry because you got ways just like Terry. Or Sonia might say, You acting just like Terry. You need to cut it out. Don't be acting like him. I'm just picking. But if he, the more you hang around a person, the more you mimic a person, the more you act like that person. That's why they say, Whom you associate with is whom you become. The more you um, associate with someone, you may be a quiet person, but you may be associating with someone that's loud. Next thing you know, people are looking at you like a loud mouth, just like they're looking at them. Because you've been around that loudness for so long, it has become so much a part of you. People say, I can hear you. And you feel like you're not talking loud, but they say, you are very loud. No, I'm not. That's my normal voice. No, it wasn't. Because the person that you're hanging around is acting up and is acting out. So Jesus was saying, if you really knew me, you would know my father too. So Jesus had an assurity that he had been with the father for so long that he knew who he was representing. So Jesus said, if you knew me, you should have known my father as well. So he was giving him a hint. I have been with the father. I have spent time with the father, and this is what you call a relationship. When you spend time with somebody, you end up developing a relationship with that person, and nobody can tell you any different about that person because you've been around that person. It's one thing to know about a person, but to know a person is different. You can know about Brother Terry. Cause somebody told you about him. But when you spend time with brother T- Terry, you got to know him for yourself. You developed a relationship with him. So the things that they began to tell you about Terry, you know it for yourself. You don't just have to come in agreement with them because they've been with Terry. You in agreement because you spent time with Terry and you developed that relationship for yourself. It reminded me in St. John, the fourth chapter, when um, the disciples, Jesus met the woman by the well, and he began to tell her about herself. He began to tell her about, you know, she didn't have one husband. She had five husbands. That was a word of knowledge and operation because nobody would have known that. So she perceived that Jesus was a prophet. So when the when she began to tell them about Jesus, she began to speak. About, you know, him being a prophet. He told her all that, you know, needed to, that she was doing. So they took her at the at her word, but they wanted to hear Jesus for themselves. So when they spent time with Jesus, they said, we did not. Accept him just because of what you said. We accepted him because we spent time with him for ourselves. So when you spend that time with him, you get past knowing about him. You end up developing such a relationship with him. Nobody can tell you otherwise. You know a truth from a lie. Because you have spent time with the word of God. And the word of God is truth. So we need to quit um, knowing about him. We need to get to know him, and when we get to know him, I'm gonna tell you something. When you get to know him, you make him known. You talking about your father all the time. You talking about how good he is. You talking about how he just wrapped you up in his arms last night. You you talking about him all the time, and all they're hearing is my father, my father. And he was giving me an example. Mitt sitting over there in the corner. You know when we were talking. Mitch, and I don't know if y'all recognize this with Mitch, he would always say my wife, my wife, my wife. He would never say Jennifer. It would always be my wife, my wife, my wife. Why? Because he was making his wife known. He was telling people about his wife. It was all about his wife. So he was telling people, my wife mean a lot in my life because every time you turn around, it was my wife. It was my wife. It was my wife. So he was letting people know, it's my wife. He was. He had a personal, he had an intimate relationship concerning his wife. When you hear men say, women say, my husband, my husband, my husband, they know that that's their husband. He ain't your husband. He's my husband. I know all about my husband. But how many of us know that we can stay in a house together? And we, you can stay with a person for 15 years, and you know about them, but you don't know them. And it's happening in marriages. you stand together for that long, you know about them, but you don't really know them. You don't even know what they like or what they dislike. You assume what they like and what they dislike. And sometimes the Holy Spirit is bringing this picture to me. You know how some women are set, set food in front of a man, and that man will eat that food. And he ate the food and ate the food and all of a sudden somebody like his mom will come to the house and they'll say, why are you eating that? You don't even like that. And the wife is saying, yes, they do. I've been cooking this for years and they eat it every time I cook it. And the mom is saying, they, nev- they don't like it. And you saying, don't tell me what my husband don't like. He's been eating it for years and the mom is saying, you know about him, but you don't know him. And then the man will say, well, I was just eating it just to keep confused and down. No, I don't like it. And that's a beat down. For all of these years, I've been slaving over this stove, man. Thinking that you love what I was cooking. And your mama had to come in the house and tell me that that's not what you like. See, that's knowing about him. But that's not knowing him. And some of us in our marriages know about our husband, know about our wife, but we really don't know them. And this is what I'm talking about with the father. And sometimes closer people can know a person more than you know that person. And you're the one spending all the time with that person. Just because you spend time with the person don't mean you know them. You can spend time with a person and still don't know them because you don't want to make them known. Because you make it all about you in all that time that you spend it. You want people to see you. You ain't thinking about nobody else. So people are really not getting to know you the way you need to be made known. Because you're acting like somebody you're not. That's not who you really are. And the family that you've been with so long, they can say, that's not, that's not her. That's not her. Well, that's the one I've been knowing all these years, but that's not her. That's not who she really is. She's portraying to you that's who she want to be. But this is not who she really is. So this is why the more time we spend with the father, that's when we can really make him known. And if you ain't spending time, y'all, I'm telling my heart right now is overwhelmed because some of us know about him, but we really don't know him. This is why the church is so much in strife and offense and coming against one another. Because if one person is spending more time with the father than another person is spending that time. Then when that person really know him and but that person know about him, you have in all of these arguments because the one that really know him is telling you the truth. But you think you know the truth and that's why you're not getting set free. Because you know about him, but he hasn't revealed himself to you yet. Because when you really know him, he began to reveal himself to you. It goes further beyond, I'm just a healer. You got to know that I'm a healer. How do you know that I'm a healer? I can talk about he's a healer, but when pain hit my body, that's when I'm going to know that I know that I know that he is a healer outside of what my body is telling me. My God is still who he say he is. That's how you know him for yourself. I can quote all day long by Jesus scribes. I am healed, but until I know that I'm healed, Until it's made known to me, I can stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. We got too many people knowing about him, but really don't know him because you acting like he ain't who he say he is. When you know he is who he say he is, you can be like Paul. For him I live and for him I die. You can be like Paul. If I stay here, he's going to be here. I'm paraphrasing it. But if I don't, I'm still going to be with him. Either way, I'm going to be with the Lord. See, that's when you know him. See, when you really know him, you can really love like he love outside of how you feel. See, we say we know him. I beg to differ. I can say I know him. But when I represent him to you, you're supposed to know I've been with him. Because I turned the other cheek. Because I love you when you, when you hate me. I bless you when you curse me. I pray for you when you spitefully Use me. That's when you know that I've been with the father, that I had an intimate relationship with him, that I'm not making it about me. I'm making it all about him because that's how he raised me up. That's how my father taught me. I cannot go outside of how he taught me. Now, sometime I may go outside of how he taught me, but my father was so good to me, y'all, that he gave me the Holy Spirit to remind me, you're going outside of what I taught you. Now, get it back in line. Come on, we ain't got no excuse. We ain't got no excuse. Get over me, myself, and I. Because when you know him, it ain't about me, myself, and I. It ain't about what somebody done or what somebody said. Because he scratched his arms wide. And he didn't say a word. Until it was finished. They talked about him. They ridiculed him. I hear somebody say, I'm not God. But Christ is in you, the hope of glory. See, that's why you don't know who he is. Because if you know who he is, you should know who you are in him. And all of this other stuff don't matter. We ain't got time for all this foolishness and all this monkey business as the sound room would say. We ain't got time for all of this discord because my father don't like people who sow discord. Come on, when you know him, you stop in your tracks and say, that's not my father. I don't sow discord. Come on, when you know, not knowing about him. Come on, I want to get past knowing what somebody else said. I want to experience you for myself. I know what they're saying about you, God. I hear what they're saying. But I want to spend some time with you. And I want to make you known. Come on, I don't know about you. I have a good daddy over here. Some of y'all call him Papa Elijah. Some of y'all laugh at him. But let me tell you something. When you really get to know him. You know him because you spend time with him. And some things that he say, you wouldn't take it to heart because you really know him. You wouldn't get upset with him. Why? Because, see, I know him. He's my dad. And see, when you spend time with your earthly father, no matter what they do or how they do, it don't change the fact of who they are. Oh, y'all, it's so good. It's so good. Come on, we supposed to be the ones to make our father known. But how can we make somebody known that we don't know, Sonia? How can I tell somebody, Apostle, how good my father is when I don't know how good he is? How can I really express that when I don't know his goodness, his mercy, his loving kindness? Let me tell you something. He's so good, he laid down his life for me. He's so good that he showed me mercy when I didn't deserve mercy. He's so good that he gave me grace even before I deserved it. My God is a good father. And no matter how people feel about me, I got to tell him the truth because he's that good. See, you going on how people feel about you. you going on how they're going to react when you begin to talk about your father. Come on, my grandfather. People would shut doors in his face face because he always talked about the father. He always told them what the father had to say, regardless if they want to hear it or not. It didn't matter about him. He knew what people needed. He knew the love of the father. I believe he was saying, as long as you get what you need, you can hurt me all you want. But when you hurt me, you hurt him. I want to make him known. I want to make my father known to the whole world. This is the God I serve. This is the one that sits high, that looks low. This is the one that loved me outside of me. This is the one that has given me everything I need when I didn't even know I needed it. This is the one who made a way out of no way. Let me tell you about this man. See, the more time you spend in the word, the more you can talk about. And the more you can be about him. See, we can't just talk about him without being about him. If you talking about him, you got to be about him. If you ain't being about him, ain't no point of talking about him. We got too many people that saying, Lord, Lord, but don't know him. That's why he said, I know you not. You workers of iniquity, you evil workers, you work wickedness. I know you not. You using my name, but I still don't know you. Didn't we prophesy in your name? Didn't we cast out devils in your name? But he said, I know you not. See, we're following a lot of people that don't know him. Let me tell you something. When you know him, you let go of the world. You let go of what you used to do in the world. You don't bring the world in the church. We got people following worldly people. Worldly pastors that's bringing the world in the church. You get a whole flock of people when you're acting like the world. You'll get them. They'll come in in droves. When you got pastors trying to show how beautiful they are and where they been and look what they got. Come on, somebody. You showing you. You ain't showing him. And people falling for that. But when you really know him, you don't have to be a blast from the past. Because everywhere you go. Even when you don't open your mouth, his peace follow you. The love, the joy, the anointing that's upon you. People want to be around you and you haven't even opened your mouth. Why? Because the glory of the Lord is upon you. And he's taking you from glory to glory to glory. So Jesus said, if you really knew me, really. If you really knew me, this is why so many marriages are in trouble. Because you just got married. That's what I call it. You just got married because there's something to do. Marriage now is something to do. Because when you're making all the plans, you're excited. When you're getting everything in order, you're excited. Because it's about you. Anything that we do when we make it about us, it's great excitement. But when you do it for the Lord, it's something that you cannot explain, y'all. It's something that's unexplainable that brings you so much joy. Because you know it's done the way God wanted to be done. Not the way the world is doing it, y'all. Because God can take little and he can make it much. When he put his glory on it, when he put his anointing on it, it can be a little thing, but it can look spectacular. Why? Because we're making it about him. So sometimes we just get married just to say, I got married and I got her. He got me. You ain't got neither. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. No, no. Cause you're making it about you, you're making it about her, but God ain't nowhere in it. Oh, we're gonna talk about it. Join us Saturday. We'll talk about it some more. Deep calling the deep. I might need some, boy, well, I already got them bodyguards. They're right here. Do you see them? Do you see them? They big. And they ready to attack. When you Know him you don't accept any and everything because God only wants you to have the best he don't allow you just to accept something because you want to get out your mom and daddy house he don't allow you to accept something because you need some more money in your pocket he don't allow you to accept anything just because it's shaped like you want it to shape. And look like you want it to look. He don't allow that. Because once you be with the father. You ain't going to accept anything outside of the what the father wants for you. Because the father knows best. And see we don't want to hear him because some of us don't want to wait. We don't want to wait on the Lord. And the Bible says wait I say. On the Lord. And in your weight, he you say, be of a good courage. And again, I say, wait. I'm going to say this again. If you really knew me, you would know my father too. Go back. If you really knew me, you would know my father too. This is why I tell people, Lord knows with the help of the Holy Spirit, I try to be all that God want me to be. When I'm, I'm like, Jesus, if you really knew me, you would know my father too. Because when you get an assurity of, not boasting or bragging, no, I'm not. But when you get an surety of, you know him. And when you know you know him, you're not going to hurt nobody. You're not going to make nobody feel a certain way because you know him. And that's not what he does. Not only me, but you, even in marriage. If my husband really know me, I may have said something out the way, but he going to know that's not my wife. Hmm. That's not the woman I married. He going to know I ain't fighting against flesh and blood. There's something behind what she said, because I know her better than that. I'll give you an example. When we had our first child in He took off, I believe it was six weeks. Six weeks with me with the first child. What man does that? Six whole weeks he took off. And when he took off those six weeks, he was right there for me. And he said, I'm going to go up here and I'm going to take care of a bill and I'll be back. And I said, he's surely taking a long time to get back. Now, this man wasn't even saved then, y'all. Okay? So, come to find out, they had to keep him from... This man, he went to pay a bill with because he told the man, he said, I come up here to pay the bill and the man said, well, the bill hadn't been paid. He said, yes, it has because my wife paid it. And he told my husband, no, she didn't. My husband know me. He said, yes, she did. She paid you. The man kept telling him, no, I didn't. So the man, he said, I got to go back to my wife. I believe he told my husband he didn't give a mm about his wife. So when he said that, my husband reaching across the counter to really kill him. And they had to pull him off of the man because the point made was he knew me. He know what I do. He know my routine. He know I'm not going to leave it unpaid. That was then. But later on in the years, no, I I borrowed from Peter to pay Paul, see. Mm -hmm. But he knew in that incident that I paid the bill. What am I saying? When you know somebody well, no matter what other people say, you're going to stand on, no, I know them. Knowing about a person and knowing a person is two different things. See, when you get caught up in you, uh, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. You don't have to tell me to preach. Don't even throw no handkerchief. Because I'm going to do what the father tell me to do. If I don't get an amen, if I don't get a hallelujah, if people leave the church, I'm going to still talk about him. Because it's all about him. It was never about me. He chose me. I didn't choose myself. But when he chose me in the situation I was in, and then when he raised me up out of that situation, I said, I want to be a mouthpiece for you, God. Because you were there when nobody was there. When I couldn't depend on nobody, God, you were there. When you told me what you told me, it was truth. And when I stood on the truth, I saw the manifestation coming from the truth. You think I'm going to let you talk about my father? You think I'm going to let you disrespect my father? Mm -mm. No, that's the problem with the church. We don't stand for what our father believed. We let people disrespect our father because we bow down to what man say. Who is man that we should be mindful of him? See, when I know about my father, I know what his words say is true. Even though you don't want the truth, I have to give you the truth outside of what you believe. That's not true. Quit making truth out of a lie. When you know him, you do not stand up. And go on what everybody else saying, y'all. You go on what the Word is saying, and you bring correction through the Word. You still love them, but you correct them. See, your earthly father, what they're gonna do? They're not gonna keep letting their children go astray. They're going to pull them back in and they're going to tell them what's right. And if once they told them what's right, it's up to them to choose the path that they want to take. But they're still going to love them. You don't just throw them away, but you give them truth. The problem is we want to be too friendly. We get out the parent mode and want to be friend mode. Then when the children aren't doing like they're supposed to do, now we want to step back in parent mode. You shouldn't have never got out of parent mode. We get out of these molds because we really don't know him. The Bible says he chastised those whom he loved. Sometimes you got to say, whoop me, Father. Chastise me. See, when things are not going too right in your life, you need to say, I need some chastisement, Father. Bring it on through the Holy Spirit. Something's not right in my marriage. Lord, is it me that's not right? Because when you always pointing your finger at your husband, it's pointed right back at you. It takes two to tangle. It takes two to get into an argument. Even if you're living by yourself, you got three people, me, myself, and I. But when you're living with a man or a woman, come on, you got me, myself, and I on both sides. And then you got something behind all of that. So we have to. Know him. So Jesus, again, I'm saying, if you really knew me. Sometimes we think we know people. Until something happens. Yeah. When you get too close to people more than you get close to God. You're hurt because a person is saying something. That's true that you don't understand. Now you don't want nothing else to do with that person. But if you know God and you know that person is living a godly life, you are and I accept what's being said, even though it hurts. And then you go back to your father and say, help me deal with what was just said. Cause I'm mad right now. I don't know how to take it right now, but I know you can help me with it. Still on verse 7. If you really knew me, you would know my father too. But now or from now on, you do know him and you have seen him. Why was Jesus saying this in the beginning? Because Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the father. Jesus had such an assuredity of who he was. That he knew he was representing the father well. He knew this. But then Philip said to him, now after Jesus said this, Philip said to him, Lord, show us the father. That's all. That is all we need. Listen at this. How did this, how did this set with you? Philip said to him, Lord, show us the father. Let's go back to verse seven for some of y'all that still want to see the father. If you really knew me, you would know my father too. The problem is, and I'm going to go to this verse. What Jesus? This is Jesus' answer. Listen at the answer. Check this out. Jesus answered, I have been with you a long time now. All this time for so long. Do you still not know me, Philip? Oh, I'm getting somewhere. If you're spending time with someone that's supposed to be saved, that mean born again, that mean born from above, not on this earth, that mean a spiritual birth, not a natural birth. That means someone that has connected themselves to the father and you've been with them for 20 years and you still don't, they don't know the father through you. That mean you don't know him either. If you've been in a house with somebody for 20 years and they still ain't presenting or making him known, that's because they know about him, but they don't know him. There's a problem, church. There's no way. And I I bring my stories back up, which is truth. Things that have happened in me and my husband's life when I'm teaching because it's relevant to the teaching. I remember one day I was in the office studying and some of y'all heard this, but evidently God wants you to hear it again. I was in there studying and, and I was reading the Bible. My son had walked by and I heard the Holy Spirit say, ask him, what do he know about you? I may have told it differently before, but so I stopped and I said, Jeremy, what do you know about me? He said, "Mama, I know that this is what he know. You wouldn't let me watch certain things in this house that didn't represent God, and you're still doing the same thing now. You ain't changed. That's what I know about you, y'all. I could do number. Raise my hands and give God glory because He know Mama didn't change. And that big jolly green giant was close to 20 years old." He said, Mama ain't changed. Mama's doing the same thing she's always done. And he said, Mama, another thing I know about you, no know is always no. He said, You never was yes with me. I said, Because I know you. <laughs> see, there's a difference. And I tell this story here, it's so funny. See, they know me and they know my husband. They know how to describe my husband, they know how to describe me. But see, me and my husband were different. My husband was taking him to school and he wanted him to sign off on an F. So my husband was trying to get him to school on time and when he stopped, Jeremy said, go and sign this paper, I got to turn it in. He just signed it. Didn't bother, look at it, but signed off on the F. So <laughs> next thing I know, I said, wait a minute now. See, the Lord will bring stuff back to your remembrance. So something else that happened with Jeremy and Jeremy say, well, mama, daddy signed it. I said, what did your daddy sign? I had to turn that F back in and and say, y'all was aware of what was going on with my grade. Daddy signed it. My husband's eyes got big as a 50 cent piece. Boy, quit lying on me. I ain't signed nothing. Daddy, you remember we were so and so. He said, oh, he knew he can get his attention off. Of something. But see, he knew his mama. Y'all know how mamas do. What is this for? Let me see it. Oh, you can be late today. See, some people have paid more attention than other people. That don't mean they're not a good parent. Because my husband, I'll give you an example with my husband, and he paid more attention than this. I remember... Y'all, I always talk about my Jolly Green Giant because he kept me on my knees. He kept me on my face. he the one that helped me to get where I am in here. For real. I remember he had come home one day and, he was laying in the bed and he said, Mama, I, I just don't feel good. I'm just going to lay here a while. I said, okay, baby, just go ahead and lay right there. Go I said, what happened? Did you go to the fair? He said, yeah, Mama, I went to the fair. And, you know, I don't like them rides, Mama, them rides them that's real high up. I believe that's what got me sick. On I said, baby, I don't like them either. That's probably why you sick, you know, just praying and stuff. My husband come in that room. Amanda, he ain't sick. He drunk. I said what? He drunk? Yes he is. I don't know nothing about that because I ain't never been that way. Okay? So he had to help me. He knew. Not that he was a drunk, but he knew about that side of the stuff. I said, what? He drunk? Mm hmm. Found out later he come all the way down I forty, throwing up out the window. See, he had me in that area, but he didn't have his daddy. But because he thought he had us divided, the devil was a lie because both of us come together then. I say, it's on, buddy. It's on, buddy. That's your last time fooling me, buddy. Mm-hmm. So this is what I'm saying. Some things you know about, you know about them. But until they're revealed to you, You're not going to get the total revelation that you need from those things. So this is why Jesus said, you've been such a long time with me. See, if you're spending time with God, if you're spending time with God, he should be made known through you, not the world. He should be talked about more than the world. Now, we see Philip followed Jesus, y'all. Just because you following somebody don't mean you, you know him. This is proof. He said, Philip, you've been with me this long time, and you don't know me? You don't know that I and the Father are one? Come on, we can talk, church. Come on, if you've been with him, if you've been married to him for 20, 30, 40 years and you still doing the same thing that you're doing, you don't know him. Because you know that's not his nature. That's not his characteristic. You will be at the altar crying out and saying, you gave me mercy. So, God, help me. Holy Spirit, help me. I don't want to be this way no more. I don't want to act this way no more. I don't want to do what I'm doing no more. Because I have come to know you. And that's what you don't do. You died for that. When you know him, you're ready to give up all of those ways you used to have. You can't rest. Because you know you're mad at somebody. You can't rest. Because you know something ain't right. You can't rest. So how can you hold something for years and say your father told you not to say nothing? You don't know him. That's outside of his word. That's outside of his will. Come on, we say we know him, but we hold grudges. We hold hate on the inside. We put walls up. We put blockers up because we don't want to be hurt. So we push people away instead of saying, Father, that's not you. If you push me away, I would be lost. But we say, I know it." No, you know about him. You know what you heard. You hear in this cross the pulpit and you may go tell somebody about it, but are you going to get into the word and get to know him for yourself? Are you going to experience him for yourself? When you experience him, when someone is keep talking and talking and talking and talking at you instead of talking to you, are you going to come back at them? Are you going to study to be quiet? Because you know, even if I speak, they're not going to hear what I say. So I'm going to just. And on the inside, you're saying. Holy Spirit, you said before I even open my mouth, you'll speak for me, you'll speak through me, fill my mouth with you, but how can he fill our mouths with him when we haven't been with him? See, everything we need is in our spirit, but until we connect with the Spirit, through the renewing of our mind, we're going to keep doing the same things over and over again. One thing I dislike, I love my husband, but if he's wrong, I'm not taken up for wrongness. If my dad come to our house and he's led by the spirit and he's telling my husband, this is what the Lord has led me to tell you. I'm not going to jump in and say, but he done this. No, because if he's led by the spirit of the Lord, I'm going to come into agreement with God, regardless if my husband get mad because my daddy came in love. Because if he don't hear me, God is sending somebody else. It's the same thing. If his mama come to the house and she was saying something to me and it was coming from God, I'm not going to kick her out of my house. I'm going to humble myself. I'm going to receive the word. Why? Because I didn't hear it from him. So God is giving me another chance. And my husband, yes, he should be there for me. But if it's the truth, he need to keep his mouth shut. Now, it's another thing. If somebody come up in our house and trying to come against him or me, and I know it's a lie, I'm going to say, you got a home. You need to go head to it. But when they coming in Jesus' name, I'm bowing down. Because I'm going to open the door just like Mary and Martha. And I ain't going to be busy like Martha. I'm going to be at Jesus' feet, the messenger who's sending the word. And I'm going to be listening to what they said, so I don't know how to respond. Our problem is, we're too offended. We got too much of strife, animosity, resentment, hatefulness. We got more of these things that we have put in our heart that when God is speaking through someone, you don't hear because you got too much junk. And then when you do really hear it's too late because now you don't got a root of bitterness from stuff. You didn't allow the Holy Spirit to help you get up and out of you. Oh, I know I'm talking right. I don't apologize for the Holy Ghost. No, I will not apologize. It's time for us to grow up in the body of Christ and know him and know the ones who know him. Know the ones that are about his business. And those are the ones that you said, yes, that's talking right. Yes, they told you right. Don't agree with them. Tell them I'm going to agree with what the words say. Yes, they told you right. You need to go in peace. You need to make men's. I don't care how long you knew that person. Tell them the truth. Philip followed him for that long and still didn't know him. Some people follow people, but the Bible said, follow me as I follow Christ. But how can you follow somebody when you ain't following Christ yourself? So we need to spend more time with him. We need to get to know him. And the more we get to know him, the more we can make him known. It's sad, y'all. Philip was a disciple. I remember sitting right there where Kim and Miss Mary and them are sitting. And I had people that was around me. We used to stay out the church and have another service. You remember, Kim? Have them services. I mean, them services was hot hot off the press. And I remember brother John, before all this happened, I was sitting there and I was just sitting there. But before that happened, brother John rest his soul. Y'all, he was something else. Brother John was getting to know the father. He was having situations that he told y'all that was going on in his life. But see, when you know the father, you know what's behind a person. Even when a person is trying to hide it. I remember that Sunday. Brother John. He was looking at me. He said don't mess with me pastor. Don't mess with me pastor. Leave me alone pastor. Leave me alone. I said John. I don't have to come where you are. God will meet you where you at. So I took my hand. And did it like that. John fell. Crossed the seat. And I got a picture of that. He was just out. John was being delivered. Because John was asking God, deliver me. He knew what he was going through. I remember doing choir practice. Sometimes John couldn't even get out of here from crying. Doing practice because God knew his heart. He knew he was ready to be delivered from what he was going through. So God worked with him because he knew his heart. So when we were sitting there that Sunday, after all that was over, it was quiet. And the Holy Spirit told me, he said, you're going to have one that betray you. Just is plain. And I spoke it out. I said, one of y'all is going to betray me. Did it happen? Yes, it did. Didn't happen right then, but it happened. I didn't bite my tongue. Some people say you should keep that to yourself. No, 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 no. You know when to bite your tongue and you know when to make something known for it to be revealed. So when people see what happens, they'll know God spoke it. It's many a things that was spoken in this congregation that God spoke way before it came. Warning after warning after warning, saying how people was going to be exposed. It's exposing time. He done it about three, four times. Then he began to speak as something coming in on this earth that doctors can't even help you. Medicine won't even be able to help you. He said that way before it came. He said, get in your word, get ready before it come. Stay in your word. Always will say God is grieved because there's people not in the word of God. How many times did God bring it? God brought it because he's a loving father. He used me as a vessel to bring it because he knew you're not going to withhold yourself. You're not worrying about how people perceive you or what people going to say to you. See, God want an army. He want an army that's going to stand regardless if nobody's standing with them or for them. He wants somebody that's going to tell the truth no matter how people feel, no matter who leave them. It does You got to stand for God. Some people are holding on to man more than they're holding on to God. But Jesus said, Philip, you've been with me. Miracle temple, you've been with me. And yet, you don't see the father. Come on. God want to make himself known. He want to make himself known. So no, know when I come to you, I'm going to come to you because I see something. But when you hold a grudge because I come or somebody else come, you don't know the Father. Cause the Father's only gonna tell you truth and love to help you. The problem is, if the world tells you something, you going to tell people what the world say, and it ain't true. You standing on what they said, and it's not true. But when the Father say, "Pull your reins," your rings is your mind. When you see rings in the body, it represents your mind. He say, "Pull the reins of your mind." Don't go in that direction. That's not what I'm saying. We don't know what God is saying because we ain't spending time with him or his in in the word of God to know, to make him known. So when suffering, come upon the land we bowing down just like the world because we don't know him he want us to go on about our business like they was in Goshen when everything was happening in Egypt God had Goshen covered and they went about their father's business because they took him at his word so God had to show himself he had to make himself known can you imagine Kim being married to Jamie 10 years, and he don't know you? He know about you? Can you imagine Jamie being married to Kim for 10 years, and she don't know you? She still know about you? Come on. How many? Can you imagine, Jamie, somebody come up to you, and they begin to tell you some stuff and tell you some stuff, and they say, by the way, that's your wife. You're like, that's not my wife. I don't know who you're talking about, but that's not my wife. That's not the woman I'm married to. So you go back to Kim and you begin to talk to Kim about what was said concerning her. And then you say, Kim, and she look at you and she said, yes, Jamie, that was me then, but that's not who I am. Now that I'm in Christ and you look at her and say, right answer baby. <laughs> see? Because see she know that used to be who I was. that's not who I am now Jamie and because you made that connection with the father you're saying that's right baby speak the truth. But we get upset when people begin to say, I remember. When we were growing up, Sister Devil, you was the biggest drunk I seen. You were all over the place, child. I remember. And Sister Devil rise up and say, yeah, that was the old me. But the drunkenness that I get now is in him. So if you see me wobbling a little bit, it's because I know him and he know me and I'm going to make him known. You want to wobble with me, baby? Let's do the wobble. Come on, God to show up and show out. But we have to know how to answer. Some of us don't answer right because we get offended. Because somebody reminds us of our past life. Or some of us don't want to talk about it. Come on, talk about it all day long. That's who I was, Sonia, but that's not who I am now. I'm telling you who I was, but I'm telling you who God created me to be in him. So that's not me no more. But I'm telling you, the same God that transformed and changed me, he can do the same thing for you. Some of you don't want to talk about your past because you still shame. There's no shame in him. Come on, there's no shame in him. That's why we don't know who we are. We don't know who we are because when people bring up who we was, we get mad. Who are you talking about? I don't know who you talking about. Because I know who I am. Oh, we only on verse 8. See how when you take time with the word, the word take time with you. And you don't have to go all over the Bible to get some revelation. You know, sometimes we go and get a lot of scriptures and we compile them together to let people know, look what I got. You got something, but do you know what it means? You got all these scriptures, but have they spoken to you? Have they reached out and touched you somewhere before you present them to somebody else? Come on, you got a dozen of them. What do they really mean to you? What do they say to you? Is all of them speaking to you? Because when you take time to dissect, I remember in school, we had to dissect a frog. Ooh, it was disgusting. And you had to do it just right. You remember, Teresa? What was it? Mr. Casey, right? Casey had to dissect the frog. Some of the people wanted to dissect him. Remember them girls was wooing over him. They did. They did. He, he knew it. But we had to dissect that frog. And you mean, Nasty, but you wanted that passing grade, didn't you? So when we go into the Word of God, one thing is reading it. But when the word stops, start speaking, you got to stop reading it and you got to begin to meditate on what he's saying to you because it's light. It's just like a beam of light. It's like some revelation, some illumination coming off the pages and you know, God is shining some light on something. So you at a standstill, a stop sign and say, what you say, father? Have any, anybody been there? What, what you say to me, father? Say, say What? Okay, I hear you, Father. Okay, God. Then you're going to start going into studying what he said. There's reading, there's meditating, there's studying. Some of us just reading and say we've done something, but we don't even know what we read. Just like when um, Philip, was it Philip met the eunuch and he was reading, but didn't he know what he was reading? He said, I need somebody to explain it to me. Right? And Philip began to give him understanding of what he was reading. And then he said he, he needed to be baptized. He said, why can't I be baptized right here? Come on, it went under that water and it come up a new creation. Come on. Sometimes you need somebody to bring it out to you. You need somebody to give you some revelation on it. Every scripture don't mean the same thing, y'all. Just because you see, like in the Bible, it can mean a different way and another uh, scripture. So that's why you got to look it up and find out the meaning before you open your mouth and make a fool out of yourself and say, God said it. No, he didn't. That's not what God said in that passage. That's why you got to take the time to study, to show yourself approved a workman that need not to be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of truth. You studying to show yourself approved to God, not man. It's to God, not man. I'm making sure I don't mess up his character. (laughs) I'm making sure I understand. That's why in Ephesians 1, it says, God, I thank you for giving them the spirit of wisdom and revelation, knowledge of you. That the eyes of their understanding, their heart may be what? Enlightened. So they may know what is the hope of your calling. What are the riches of your glory? What is the exceeding greatness of your power? All of this comes through revelation. We need to know what we have. That's what Ephesians is about. Letting you know what you have now that you're in him. When you don't know, it's just like walking around just like a person that ain't born again. But when you begin to know, you begin to live it and somebody want what you got. Why? Because you know him. And you're making him known. I'm going to tell you y'all. This is what God does. When you spend time with him and you begin to talk to someone, I was talking to someone the other day and they were telling me what was going on with them. And as they were talking, I said, can I pray for you? They said, sure. I laid hands on them and I began to speak. To the very thing that they say was causing problems. Why? Because I remember the word says, "Have faith in God." He says, "Speak to that mountain. Tell that mountain without having doubt in your heart." So I begin to speak to that mountain. I begin to tell that mountain to leave, and immediately they said, "Well, it happened at this certain time." I said, "God gave you authority over that thing. You speak to that thing. You be healed in Jesus' name." Why did I do that? Why did that come so quickly out of me? Because that's where I been. Whatever you've been doing in your life and you spending more time in that, when you go out, that's what you're going to release. You can't release something you don't know about. When you spend more time telling people, like Kim, if she spent more time trying to find out what's going to make people hair do this, what's going to make people hair do that. When somebody sitting in your seat, Kim, you're going to recognize what's going on. Before they even tell you, you're going to say, They're going to say, how did you know that? Because that's where her time been spent. And then she's going to say, but let me tell you how we can resolve this right here and now. Let me speak to it for you. Let me tell it to go because it don't have no right here. Because God didn't create your hair to be like it is. So I'm going to speak to it in the name of Jesus, and we're going to see results. Because guess what? I see the hair growing back before it's even there. And you got a lot of it, and then later on, you're going to want me to cut it. Come on, when you with him, you see it. And you begin to speak what you see even before it occurred, Because God opened your eyes like he did the Gehazi. And he saw that great army. But his eyes had to be opened first. When you know him, you don't shrink back on him. You shrink back on man. But you don't shrink back on God. Because you know him. And he's made himself No, I'm going to stop at verse eight because I want to add this to it. When we look at the life of Elijah, Elijah spent time with God. And Elijah in first Kings 17, he spoke what God had him to speak, that there was not going to be any rain. Elijah had such a surety on what God said. He spoke it and went on. Then after he spoke what God said and was obedient to God, guess what God did? He told Elijah where to go, didn't he? Because Elijah was going to be in the midst of that famine. Don't think that when things happen in the world, you're not going to be in the midst of it. But God already got a plan for you. He already got a plan. So he told Elijah what to do and I'm moving on in Elijah's life. And then Elijah had to deal with the prophets of Baal and how those prophets of Baal, they died. So he got a message back from Jezebel. We're going in uh, 1 Kings 19. He got a message back from Jezebel telling him the same thing that happened to those prophets is going to happen to him. He began to see it. See, Elijah saw what was happening to those prophets. They were dead. So Elijah began to run for his life. And when he ran for his life, I'm getting to this part here. God wanted to speak to Elijah. Now, can you imagine having that fear there? You're running because he knew the other prophets died and he knew that he was that he thought he was the only prophet left. But God wanted to speak to him and he told him to go to that mountain and God was going to speak. The Bible said there was a wind that came. God wasn't in the wind. The Bible said there was an earthquake, but God was not in the earthquake. The Bible said there was a fire, but God was not in the fire. But then the Bible said there was a small, still voice. When Elijah heard the small, still voice, he stood upon that mountain and wrapped his head with that mantle. He was ready to hear God. And God began to speak in that small, still voice. He knew him. God had made himself known to Elijah. Then God took me back again to another young boy, which was Samuel, which was Hannah's son. And Hannah thought that she was not going to have any children, but God gave her a son. And she turned that son over unto the Lord to learn how to be a priest. He was a priest. He was a prophet. And was he a king? Priest, prophet. Anyway, Samuel, he was raised by Eli. Eli was a priest. But the thing with Eli was, Eli had some sons of Bilal. That mean they were wicked. And those sons was at the temple. There was a priest. And they would um, get a certain portion of meat that was given to them. But they were taking more of God's offering than they should have took. And they was being seductive in the temple. Eli the father knew this. But he did not restrain them. He did not stop them. He told them what they were doing. But he did not stop them. So God began to speak to Samuel. Samuel did not, well before this, someone, God sent someone to Eli. And told Eli about his sons. And told Eli what he was going to do. God is not going to leave you in the dark with what's coming upon you. He's not going to leave you in the dark. So he told him. So Samuel had to get to know God for himself. He knew Eli's voice because he was familiar with Eli. God had not revealed his word to anyone. There was no visions, but he began to speak to Samuel. And when Samuel recognized his voice, he told God, speak, Lord, for your servant here. God gave Samuel the same word he gave this other man that came to Eli. Samuel did not want to tell Eli what God said. But Samuel ended up telling Eli. Eli knew it was truth because it's not like he didn't hear it. What am I saying? You can be with truth, but don't live according to truth. But you know it's truth when it's brought back to you. So Samuel, the Bible says not a word from Samuel's mouth came from his mouth fell to the ground not a word. Everybody knew that Samuel was a prophet. Then it said from that time on, the God was revealed to Samuel by his word. If you want God to be made known to you, it has to be through the word. Quit going on assumptions. Quit turning on the television and listen to any and everybody and think you're hearing God. When you don't know him for yourself, you're going to accept any and everything and you're going to go out and decree and declare something that ain't true. So when I or somebody break you down and tell you that's a lie, don't get mad. Because if they've been with God, they're going to let you know that's not true. I had a lady... When I was having Bible study, y'all, I have some stories to tell. God raised me. Oh, I know you got some too. I heard that. God raised me up through things in my life to share at times like this, to let you know I've been there. I'm young, but I've been there. Daddy said the word never get old, does it? This lady, she loved the Lord, and we invited her to come to the house for Bible study. And when she got to the house for Bible study, she was fired up for God. She she said she had spent time with God and she was fired up. Jennifer, I think you remember this. That lady got in there and this person that we know quite well, they ain't know how to keep their mouth shut. They thought they knew everything. They knew law. They knew letter. But they didn't know him by the spirit. The lady started talking and they started cutting off. She said, oh, no, Uh uh-uh, no, you ain't going to be cutting God off like that. She was bold with it. I didn't understand it then, Jennifer, but as God raised me up, she was right. She come with some Holy Ghost boldness, and I mean it was bold, wasn't it? So I apologized. I said, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. You, You continue on. She continued on. They cut in again. She said, you know what? I'm leaving. You're not disrespecting my God like that. That's not what the words say. And even after they left, they still was. I said, hold up. They wouldn't shut up. Because they felt like they knew more about the word than anybody. This woman left. Was she wrong for leaving? No. She shook the dust. She let the peace come back to her. She said, what's the use of coming in here? And they don't want to hear what God got to say. Come on, y'all. People get mad if you get up and leave a place. See, when you don't understand God's way of doing things, come on, it's saying you don't want him there. Didn't Jesus couldn't even speak the word in his own uh, hometown? Jesus left. They didn't want to hear what Jesus had to say. Come on, quit being carnally minded. Carnly minded is death, but being spiritually minded is life and peace. Some people feel like you're supposed to sit there and don't say nothing. No. If you say something, they don't want to hear you. Pop up. Pop up like popcorn. Out. Because you want to do what you want to do and how you want to do it. Let me tell you something. God has a way of doing things. past out, finding out until we want to find out until we want to make him known and God want to be made known y'all God want to be revealed everywhere we go I want to talk about my father I want to be about my father because when you know how much your father loves you he's a protector he will protect you he will keep you he's a healer when you know all of this about your father how can you withhold this information Don't know about him, know him, develop your relationship every day with him through the word. Don't put nothing else above him because you don't know what's going to hit your house. You don't know. He said, those who hear my sayings, Matthew seven, their house is built upon a rock. When the storms and the wind come, that house may be shaken, but it's not going to be moved. Those that don't hear my sayings are those who build their house upon the sand. That when the storms come, that house fall. And great is the fall of that house. Y'all remember the little three little pigs? And there was a wolf. One made a house out of straw. One made it out of, what was it? Sticks. And one made it out of bricks. Right? He went to every house. I'll huff. Let me in. I'll huff and I'll puff, and I'll blow your little house in. The one with the straw, he blew it in. Did he eat the pig? Of course he did. Then the one made of sticks, let me in, not by the hair of my chinny-chin-chin. Chin. I'm going to huff, and I'm going to puff until I blow your little house in. Did he blow it in? Yes, he did, and he ate the little pig by the hair of his chinny-chin-chin. Chin. But he got to the house that was made of bricks. He huffed and he puffed. 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 puffed. But he could not blow that house in. When you get into the word and the word get in you. The enemy may go around like a roaring lion, like, didn't say he was. Seeking whom he can devour. But when you have that word in you, you're gonna be huffing. You're gonna be puffing. And you're gonna say, You under my feet. The victory has already been won. I know who I am now that I'm in him. Y'all, let's don't take these teachings lightly. Let's take them for what they are. The word of God, the word of life, which will quicken you and bring life to you. Don't just go in it and come out of it. Go in it and make sure before you come out of it, it's in you. So when you go out, whatever pop up, the scripture is overriding what the enemy is saying or doing at that time. Y'all, we have to make the Father known in times like these. Every time I say that, I'm reminded of Bobby Dunn. In times like these, it's the human touch that means so much when your heart is heavenly burdened. I'm going to say in times like these, it is the word of life that means so much when your heart is overly burdened. Amen. And let the church again say, that mean it is so. Hallelujah. At this time, I want to take the time. We here at Miracle Temple have um, gotten some gifts.